Leadership is saying the same thing as many times as required until everybody gets it. And that is no different in today's episode because strategies and tactics are a dime a dozen, but principles are the guaranteed way to get everything that you wanted and beyond. And I'm going to share in today's episode some of the guiding principles that have created all my success. We talk about the guiding principles that give meaning deeper than money, the five laws that basically guarantee stratospheric success, how to shift your focus from getting to giving, how no one will buy from you because you have a quota. They'll do so because they believe they will be better off by doing so, how money is an echo of value. So think about money as thunder and value as lightning, how to own your power so that you can give and still be receptive to make money and not sacrifice yourself in the process. And the key to effective giving is law number five, which I'm going to let you learn in the episode. So without further ado, let's cue the intro. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George Show. And today... I'm beyond honored, and you already heard the intro of this podcast, but uh, I've been doing this game of entrepreneurship for like 20 years in leadership coaching, but I'd say I'd be embodying what it means to leave a legacy, to value humans, to value relationships for maybe about 10. And today I have like what I would consider the godfather of the relationships approach, of the game of winning reciprocity. So today we have Bob Berg, who has been doing this for over 30 years. I think they've sold somewhere over millions of copies of the book. It was like number 10 ink book. For me, it is the number one book that I give out to every student, every person I work with, and I've read myself about every month because it is the laws that guide guaranteed success. And so Bob is an amazing human being who decided to come share his time with us, his expertise with us. He has the Go-Giver book. He has his Go-Giver Academy, the Go-Giver podcast, but he is the man who eats, lives, and breathes the game of positive reciprocity and using it as a tool to be successful as an entrepreneur or any human in your life because at the end of the day, we are stuck with each other and we might as well treat each other good. And so this book is the guiding principles, the guiding laws for me, my team, and everybody I come in contact with. And so today I'm stoked. I am honored. I am excited to have the author on the show. So Bob, welcome to the show. Thank you, George. The stokedness and honor is absolutely mine. It's so great to be with you. I love it. The stokedness and honor. I love it. I love it. So uh, for <laughs> those of Everybody listening to this, if you are unfamiliar with The Go-Giver, I'm going to kick you in the shins because I've talked about it, I don't know, probably a thousand times. It's on four or five podcasts that we've done so far. But Bob, can you give everybody kind of an overview, just really like high level, like where the book came from, you know, where the principles, the guiding laws, like what guided you and like what The Go-Giver is? Sure. Well, so The Go-Giver is a parable co-authored with John David Mann, who's a fantastic writer. I'm much more of a how-to. I'm step one, <laughs> step two, step three, so I'm pretty boring. But John's a great writer. It's a parable about a guy named Joe who learns a, a very valuable lesson. And this is really the, the premise of the entire book and the series. And that is that shifting your focus, and this is really the key, shifting your focus from 
getting to giving. Now, when we say giving in this context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing immense value to others, understanding that doing so is not only a more pleasant way of conducting business, it's the most financially profitable way as well. And not for some way out there, woo-woo, magical, mystical reasons, not at all. It actually makes very logical, very rational sense. When you're that person who can take your focus off of yourself and place it on helping others, discovering what they want, what they need, what they desire, when focused on helping solve or overcome their challenges and problems, when being focused on helping them attain happiness, People feel good about you. People want to get to know you. They like you. They trust you. They want to be in, as you would say, relationship with you. They want to do business with you, if that's appropriate, and they absolutely want to be your personal walking ambassador. That is really the the um, the, the premise, the overarching premise of, of the book. Yeah, I love it. And you know, it's interesting is when you say like, they want to be your ambassador, they want to be your advocate. It's so interesting to me because I feel like what the internet did is it changed people's minds and they think there's a different paradigm. And it's like, no, it's human beings. It's just faster touch points. Ah. Right? Thank you. Yes. Exactly. And so the, the thing that I watched is like, because I've been in this game for a long time, it's like I remind people, I'm like, just because we have Facebook or inter- Instagram or the ability to reach out and touch people faster doesn't mean the rules of the game go away. Like, say good morning back, ask how people are doing. And I feel like there's this dissonance. And so hearing you say it uh, is extremely validating. Now, for me, one of the things that I love about your book is I found the go-giver and the story of the go-giver like after I was already very successful as a consultant, right. as an entrepreneur. And it you was, were already doing these things. It was. Intuitive. And it was so validating for me. Like it was so validating because in the world that we live in, which is I think nuts, and I would love your thoughts on this. I think it's crazy that still to this day, when I talk about those principles or reading the book, we're made like the scapegoats. Like we're like, no, transact, upsell more, do this differently, increase average order value. But they do it all at the sacrifice of the human on the other side of it. Right. And so I would love to hear your thoughts on like, you know, kind of the marketplace. Like this book is an amazing tool. The concept is an amazing tool. But I find it's still (laughs) in the most of the world that I run into. It's like trying to jam a square peg in a round hole. And I'm like, no, don't you guys get it? And so have you noticed that at all? Have you seen that over the years? Have you seen it shift into being more widely acceptable and celebrated now? Or like, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I think little by little, the world grows in consciousness, you know, not as Mm -hmm. fast, as quickly as we'd like it to. Of course, I I think any of us probably feel that way. But but yeah, I I think I think it's getting more and more in in that direction. But, uh, you know, it's a big world. And there's people who have you know, we have thousands and thousands and tens of thousands and tens of millions of years of evolution going on and getting into our DNA in terms of the way things are, right? So we're always, you know, it's always going back to kind of rewiring, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, our brains in a sense, right? So so things do take time for that to happen. Uh, but here's the interesting thing, and, 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 and I think you make this point as, as well as anyone, and that is, you know, our what John and I found is our initial adopters of the book were not the people who needed to read the book. 
Mm-hmm. It was the people like yourself who had built massively successful businesses by doing these. See, there's nothing new in the Go Giver. You know, when it, when, it, when it got off to such a big, uh, you know, fast start, we used to be interviewed. So, well, how do you, you know, what did you guys do different in this? What's new in this book? And we'd say, well, nothing. You know, <laughs> universal laws are universal laws. Now, you know, uh, strategies, tactics, uh, you know, they can change with different, but universal laws and principles work across the board and they work forever. That's why they're, you know, gravity doesn't change, right? Gravity yes. works. Uh, now, is that good or bad? Well, it's good when keeping us from floating aimlessly up into space. It's bad when falling off a seven-story building. But the principle of gravity just simply is, yep. okay? And so so the, the early adopters were the people who already were doing this, and they'd say, well, this is how I built my fortune. This is how I built my organization and my business. But my own people don't believe me. Well, why? <laughs> because what are we taught? Through upbringing, environment, schooling, news media, television shows, movies, and everything, that they you got to be ruthless and horrible. And you know, when I was when I was younger, the 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 main example was J.R. Ewing of of Dallas, right? He was the ultimate greedy, horrible, ruthless person who was very wealthy, and that you know, and and that's who gets the press. Mm-hmm. That's what gets the 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 notice. Okay, but here's the thing, and this is very important for for I think for for us all to understand that. As an entrepreneur, as a salesperson, we need to know that nobody is going to buy from us because we have a quota to meet. Yes. They're not going to buy from us because we need the money, we would like the sale, or even because we're a really nice person. People are going to buy from us. They're going to do business with us because they believe that they will be better off by doing so than by not doing so. And in the basically free market economy in which we live, and when I say free market, I'm, I simply mean no one is forced to do business with anyone else. Okay, in this type of market, that's the only reason why anyone should buy from you or from me or from anyone else. So when you think about it again, I want to go back to logic. Mm-hmm. It it makes logical sense that that salesperson or entrepreneur who is able to place their focus squarely on bringing immense value to another human beings in whatever form that value uh, uh, takes place. That's the person Mm -hmm. who is creating the environment for them to be successful. This is why John and I say that money is simply an echo of value. Oh, right? Money that. is just an echo of value. It's the, the thunder, if you will, to values lightning, which means the, the value must be the focus. We talk about that shift in focus to placing value uh, with another person. The, the value comes first. The money you receive is simply a natural result of the value you provide. So is the world changing? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's growing more, more and more. More people know about this. Enough mm-hmm. people? Probably not. But that's why, you know, that's why we continue to work on it. It's like leadership. And, you know, we know that top down command and control leadership is probably the worst way to run your company. And I'm talking about in terms of profit, not even in terms of just doing the right thing in terms of profit. Right. Because when you have an engaged, confident, uh, meaningful uh, employee, regardless of what they're doing. They're going to go much. They're going to be much more committed to you, to your company, to doing the job they're supposed to do. The bottom line is going to go way up there. But yet, how many leaders today? Leaders with air quotes, right? Leaders <laughs> still do that command and control, make everybody feel horrible about what they're doing, right? Yeah. So you know, the world is a big world, and there's people who who learn and begin to do it correctly, and there's others who you know it takes a, they are where they are, yeah. and. Uh, 
you know, development takes a little bit more time. It's so funny you say that because like I was an active duty Marine for 13 years, right? So I was a staff NCO. I had 65 Thank Marines. Oh, of course, uh, under under my care and my last deployment to Afghanistan. And it's hilarious because I went from that world to entrepreneurship and that world that if you're familiar with Spiral Dynamics, that red organization of like command and control from the top down, I had the money in the bank account. And as one of my teachers told me, one of my personal development teachers, she said, yes, but you have a trail of dead bodies behind you. And it never, ever, ever left me. And so then the, the contrast of like living this way, living with value, not only did money echo because of the value that I added, but I no longer felt like every day my soul needed a shower. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was this huge thing for me. And I, I think for what I see in a lot of this, because I, I coach a lot of entrepreneurs on like how like just serving and following these guiding principles and these laws. But I think the most important thing and the way that you say all of this, like my brain's so validated. I'm like, oh, Jonah Berger talks about this in Contagious and in the book, The Catalyst, this is how you break down somebody's reactants. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, I find most marketing is on hollow ground, right? Because it's like, I have a quota and you can feel and sense that transaction from 10 miles away. But then on the inverse, when it's like, when you just take the time to ask somebody how their morning is, regardless of the response or regardless of an agenda, you create this even playing field in this positive uh, situation that I love. And so, by the way, I'm going to give you full quote, but that is one of the best things I ever heard anyway to say money is an echo of value and money is the thunder to values lightning. Yeah, that, that that's more that's the the brilliance of john david mann believe me we we put that in our second book go givers sell more and that was uh that john came anything like that's really uh, magnificently worded yeah. is john trust me but believe me by the way you mentioned jonah uh Berger. i yeah. love his book oh my god I, I thought his last one and i, and I love all, everything he writes yeah but i thought the catalyst holy cow I, I literally have, I, I called, book. I called him when they were in advance because I wanted to come speak at my mastermind and, um, the world was being crazy, but he sent me advanced copies. I literally marked up like 10 of them. Oh, and I was apps, like, this yeah. is so it, good. Cause he yeah. like, I'm like, I'm like the bull in the China shop with words. And then my team makes them sound pretty. I'm like, but they get 10 <laughs> minutes of me, you know, ranting for a two minute takeaway. And so I think mm -hmm. one of the most important questions that I have for you, because this is the one I'm hit with so much, and it kind of ties together with what we've been talking about is I get this, well, where do I ask for money or how do I give, or how do I draw the line of giving value, but without sacrificing myself? Cause I have so many people that come to me and they're like, I'm doing it. I'm giving, I'm giving, but they're resentful and they're exhausted. And I was like, I tell them, and I would love your thoughts. I said, reciprocity is like a bank and there's an ATM machine. You can deposit all the money you want, but at some point you also have to be willing to make a withdrawal cause it's not just going to spit it in your face. And so I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. I interrupt this very important podcast to give you a very, very awesome piece of news. So I know we're just about to get to a juicy part of the podcast, but I just wanted to interrupt you very shortly to officially invite you to Whitefish, Montana, October 14th through 16th for our amazing event, the Lighthouse Business Accelerator. And here's exactly why you need this to be on your radar. Whether you have a product or a service-based business, whether you're just starting out, or maybe you're making five, six, or seven figures and beyond, the event is designed for you. And I can confidently say 
that because we're going to walk through my entire customer journey model, just like I do at my intensives for the companies I own, that you are going to have confidence and clarity in every single thing that you need to build and scale your business from landing pages, emails, branding, social media posts, all mapped out so you can confidently implement it into your business and most likely on your flight home because you're going to be so excited. We're going to be tapping into tools such as brand and color psychology with the incredible Michelle Lewis, social media domination with the queen herself, Vanessa Lau. We'll have breath work and sales motivation. And I can guarantee you that your cup will be filled when you walk away because When you walk in, we ask you exactly what you need before you leave and we deliver. This is not your typical business event and that's because it is designed based on what you need when you walk into the room. My highly dedicated team and myself will ensure that I do not let you walk out that door until you already have something and have implemented into your business and it's gonna be a party. And so I wanna get you back to regularly scheduled programming. So I will make this really easy for you in the show notes of this show. There is a link to the event, or if you're just like me, type it in your address bar. Go to mindofgeorge.com slash event, M-I-N-D-O-F-G-E-O-R-G-E.com slash event. Check out all the details. I will see you in Montana, but now let's get back to the podcast. I tell them, and I would love your thoughts. I said, reciprocity is like a bank and there's an ATM machine. You can deposit all the money you want, but at some point you also have to be willing to make a withdrawal because it's not just going to spit it in your face. And so I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Okay. So there were, I think there were like three different aspects of that. So if I, if I'm going to start with one and then make sure to remind me of the others. Okay. Yeah. Let's start first with an understanding that there is absolutely nothing about being a go-giver that is congruent with being a doormat, a martyr, or self-sacrificial in any way. Absolutely not at all, okay? It simply means your focus is on understanding that that you, that you are bringing value to another human being, mm-hmm. okay? Yep. As far as asking for money, I think this was the second part, okay? Yep. That is simply a natural part of the sales process. Yeah. Okay, and that's where, remember, law five from the go-giver is the law of receptivity. Well, what does law of receptivity really say? Well, the law itself says the key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. Let's look at what that means, okay? You breathe out, and you also have to breathe in. It's not one or the other. You breathe out carbon dioxide, you breathe in oxygen. Okay, you breathe out, which is giving, you breathe in, which is receiving. Giving and receiving, and this is, again, despite the messages that the world gives us, which they give, the world around us gives us horrible, horrendous messages regarding prosperity, money, business, abundance, the whole thing. Despite those messages, giving and receiving are simply two sides of the very same coin. Mm -hmm. They work in tandem. It's not an either or. It's not, are you a giver or a receiver? No, you're a giver and a receiver. Now, what you know, and you were alluding to this, and that is the giving comes first, yeah. right? Uh, we, you know, what that's a universal law of life. We plant before we harvest, we sow before we reap, we give before we receive. But when we've created that environment through through our focus on that person, right? Mm-hmm. Now we need to allow ourselves to receive. 
And yes, we usually do have to ask for the order. That's fine. Ask for the order. So long as you've taken care of that person, you've discovered what they need, what they want, what they desire. You've been able to connect the benefits of what you, your product or service with their wants, needs, desires, goals, challenges, you know, what have you. Mm-hmm. In an effective way, you're simply asking them to take action on something they've already said they want to do. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. It's mm-hmm. very natural. I love um, that. I, I have a question deeper on that because you've been in this game a lot longer than I have. And, and this is a personal question, but also one I get asked a lot. You know, when you look at my career, my life on a piece of paper, it's like, oh, I've accomplished everything I set out to accomplish. Like I have it all right on the outside. But on the inside, even when I give millions of dollars of value to someone, I still get the creeps in of like, can I ask? Are they going to say no or yes? Like, should I ask? And even with all the levels, I still always have that internal game. And so do you have some like guiding principles or tools for people? Because that game of it being on the same coin of giving and receiving, I feel like the receiving part is the least practiced part in the game of entrepreneurship. And so I'd love to kind of hear your thoughts if you have any tools for people on that. Yeah, it's also because remember, as entrepreneurs, let's go back to just kind of humanity for a second. Yep. Most people, most people, I think we're, you know, we're created this way, uh, whatever, whatever it is. I think most people want to feel as though they're making a contribution to life. Yes. Now, not everyone. There are some just people who don't care and there are some evil people. But but the majority is is who I'm talking about. The majority of people want to feel that they are making a contribution to life. They're part of something bigger than themselves. They're bringing value to the world around them. Okay. it's what gives us purpose in life. It's what makes us feel good about ourselves in terms of how we've contributed to life, okay? As as entrepreneurs and salespeople, we tend to do that mainly through our business, through our products and services. That doesn't mean we, we're not involved in other causes, but, mm-hmm. but we tend to bring that value, make that difference in the world through our products and services, okay? So, so most, if you, you know, if you, you've noticed, most entrepreneurs who've accomplished great things while they have certainly enjoyed the money that they've received, the money wasn't really their driving focus. And, and again, this is not some goody two shoes type of thing. I just, it's just human nature. Yeah, it's that accomplishment. It's that desire to be able to right. Yeah, and uh, and so so because of that, and then you kind of now put together all the negative messages we receive about money from the world around us. Like it's some horrible thing. Oh, people who are, you know, rich, they got there on the backs of others or they be, you know, again, there are, there are bad people out there. Sure. But most, no, most of us, the only way we're able to make a lot of money is providing immense value to the lives of lots of people. So, so there's, so it's a very unconscious aspect of ourselves to have this difficulty with receiving. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest books I ever read about this, it was written and it was published in 1960. Uh, it was written by Dr. Maxwell Maltz called Psycho Cybernetics. It was the first book I'd ever read that really taught how our beliefs, which really are subjective truths, right? Not mm-hmm. the truth, but our truth, right? Yep. How our beliefs really determine where, how high we can go, how far we can go. And it was wonderful in, in terms of now. Here's something I recommend to people. You know, while we touched on it in The Go-Giver, we touched on it on a very surface level regarding receptivity. But there are people out there who they specialize 
in that that prosperity mindset. People like Randy Gage, people like Bob Proctor and David Nagel and Ellen Rogan of Chicago and Ken Honda of Japan and and Sharon Lecter uh, out in uh, Arizona. I mean, these are people who they write brilliantly and they blog and they they have videos and they have courses on prosperity. And I'm going to tell you, 98 percent of what they talk about is the mental game. Yep. Getting past the block. So my feeling is receptivity uh, or prosperity, if you will, same thing, needs to be uh, proactively studied. <laughs> so I'm always reading their blogs and watching their videos and getting their books and listening to their, you know, because we all need to keep those same messages coming in and we need to be able to get past that block, that unconscious block that pushes away that prosperity. And, and so that would be my advice. Study. Study yeah. it and start learning it because the garbage about the anti-prosperity garbage just comes in. It comes at us from all all directions, from everywhere. Yeah, and you know what's funny is uh, I use the go-giver principles as kind of like my get out of jail free card or my nine one one card, right? It's kind of like. I have one of those mornings where I'm like, ah, oh, the weight of the world is on me, right? The business deal didn't close. This employee quit. We lost that. Like the paralysis comes and I was like, what do I do? And then I am always like, well, if I just go talk to one person or add value to one person or do it. And so the go-giver principles for me have literally kind of become also a lifeline for me because wow. it's the fastest way you know, to get unstuck. And like, I, I think what's so important, and I mean, you would speak to this all day. Like I told my team this morning, I said, it doesn't matter what level we get to, what level of revenue, what level of customers, the game is always going to have increasing resistance, right? Like that's how we keep winning. Sure. That's how we keep Absolutely. going. And I was like, so well, it's like weights, right? It's like weights. Like I that. know you're a weightlifter and you know, you don't stop because you get to a certain, uh, you either do more reps or you add weight or you, or both, what have you. But you know, yeah, that's life. And so I love the go-giver for that. So for people listening, <laughs> It's like, I get all the time like, oh, well, this happened. What do I do? I was like, well, pick one area and go put some momentum in, put some positivity and put some reciprocity in. And I have a question for you about the principles of Go-Giver. Like uh, you wrote this book, you have it, but I always feel like a proud dad when I'm like, out in the world and I see one of our products on somebody's back and they don't know it's mine or I'm in the airport and I see it, right? And I think about the Go-Giver, since you wrote that book with him has there been like a moment where you're like, holy moly, like that moment in my career, that moment embodied like everything that happened? And, and to give you an answer uh, to kind of guide you a little bit, I'll never forget. I gave this keynote. There were 1,100 people in the audience and I was the one guy that didn't have an offer. And I was like, no, no, I'm here to support you. I'm here to serve you. When I'm done, I'll answer all your questions. And this guy came up to me after and he's like, we just lost our biggest account, 85% of our business after 18 years in Home Depot. And I was like, holy, he's like, we have three weeks left. And so I sat down for like a half an hour and I was like, this is exactly what I would do. I didn't hear from him for 11 months. Randomly, I got an email that said, we're flying you to Chicago. And I opened it like, who writes a subject line like that? And he's like, <laughs> I just want you to know, we went from almost losing it to generating another $6 million. We want to pay you to come to Chicago. And it was 11 months, like no contact, no nothing. And all it was was <laughs> that day I gave him my email and I was like, and when this works, don't forget to reach out and let me know how I can help. And it was really this beautiful thing, but I felt like it was the book kind of like embodied across the board. So do you have one of those moments or stories or something where it's happened for you? Uh, you know, we've been fortunate to have a lot of people write to us and let us know how the book 
you know, kind of changed their business, brought it to a new level, did this or, or did that. And, you know, each time we receive one of those, it's, it's as though to us, it's the first time. And, you know, whenever John receives one, he'll forward it to me. If I receive one, I'll forward it to John. Uh, it, it, that never, it never gets old. You know, I never just, oh yeah, okay, cool. No, it's always, oh wow, that is so great. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I, I always take it as such a, uh, an immense compliment when I, when I, see or hear something like that yeah I, I i would figured you that you would it's almost like you just let your children grow up into the world like my daughter's 16 and i was like oh my god she's gonna be out of the house in like two years and i was like oh but I, <laughs> but then i'm also like i can't wait to like see her accomplishments and like watch her there and like silently be proud and i feel like your book is just these these laws that make such a big difference so I have a question kind of personally for you. So like you obviously live, eat, breathe this. You've been doing this for a long time. What excites you every day about getting up and living this way? Like what excites you to be an entrepreneur, to guide people, to coach people, to live the principles? Well, I mean, I, I, I'm passionate about the message, certainly. I mm -hmm. believe in the message. It, it's sort of my way of, of bringing some value to the world. Um, and I, you know, and I feel as though it's something, while I certainly haven't mastered it, I've, I've gotten, I think, very proficient at, at being able to do that. Uh, and, you know, I mean, I think when you can do that and you have a good income to be able to enjoy life and be able to enjoy some of the fruits of the, uh, uh, you know, the labor, I, I think it's just a good feeling. It, yeah. it, it excites me about getting up. I look forward to to each day. And we have, you know, we have a certified go-giver speaker program. So we have licensee, licensees from all over the world that, you know, they who are very successful in their own right, who now want to carry on that message and teach on it and speak on it. And so, you know, it's, it's just, I think it, my business partner, Kathy Tage, Janelle and I, we're just very committed to just ex continuing to expand the reach mm. of the go-giver. And I think we're, we're both, you know, John, who's my co-author, who's, you know, very much into the, uh, into the book and how it's doing and so forth. He's a, he's actually a professional author. I mean, so he's mm. writing all these, these bestsellers with all these different people. I mean, he's so in demand. So he has his own thing, you know, yeah. as well. And, um, but uh, so so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just, uh, you know, feeling good about what you're doing, feeling good about making a contribution. And as long as it stays fun, you know, I'm 63 right now and I'm just going to keep doing it while I while I have fun with it. I love it. Well, you look you look amazing. So I'm going to I'm going to shift it because we got a couple minutes left to be respectful of time. So I have a really fun question. And this one, I don't think I've ever been as excited to hear the answer to this one from somebody like you. So I'll try not to disappoint. And I got to give credit because this was asked to me on a podcast and I've been on like 2000 shows. This is the only one that made me stop in my tracks. and like, I've never heard that before. <laughs> so I framed it up for you. So here's my question. Yeah, really? <laughs> if, if you could combine two animals to be your spirit animal, what would they be and why? Very easy. A dog and an eagle. And why? Okay, because to me, a dog is the ultimate. I love all animals, so yeah. I. But but a dog is particularly loyal and loving. Once they love you, that's it. They will go to the ends of the earth for you. They will do anything for you. Okay, uh, so a dog and an eagle is to me liberty, uh, freedom. It's calling your shots. It's it's living life on your terms. I love it. I love it. I. I said bald eagle and orca whale. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, and I went like I went deep into like 
ancient totems and meanings and like (laughs) I was in all of it and I was like oh that's a great answer I absolutely love that one and so the one question I like to leave everybody with and before I ask you this question just for everybody listening um if you have not read The Go-Giver buy it if you for whatever reason can't DM me on Instagram and I will buy it for you uh, I will eliminate any excuse or reason for you not to listen and not to buy it. And not just because he's on the show, but I, I told him before the show, you can ask my team, my students, it is the thing I carry around. I'm looking at a copy of my computer over there. And uh, for me, it's an amazing reminder. And it's almost one of those things where it's a lifeline back into principles that matter and legacy and meaning and realizing that at the end of the day, our headstones aren't going to have how many sales we had, what our quota was. It's going to have the impact we had and how we felt. And so I love that. And so the question I love to ask Bob to wrap this is if we just hit a button like men in black and deleted everybody's memory for the past you know, 29 minutes and they didn't hear a word of this interview... But you mm-hmm. had the opportunity in this moment to tattoo any wisdom you wanted on their soul that they would take forward forever. What would you say to them? What would you have them carry through? What would you give their tattoo? I would share the suggestion that was shared with me by by a drive-by mentor who I met one time and gave me one piece of it. I mean, I think I may have known him for, hi, how are you type of thing, but I only had one conversation with him in my entire life. It was at a time when I was struggling and he said, I was in a sales slump. He said, Berg, if you want to make a lot of money in sales, he said, don't have making money as your target. Your target, he said, is serving others. Now, when you hit the target, he said, you'll get a reward and that reward will come in the form of money. And you can do with that money, whatever you choose, but never forget. He said, the money is simply the reward for hitting the target. It ain't the target itself. Your target is serving others. Mm. That gave me goosebumps. And I'm going to cut that clip and send it to my team when we are done with this one, because we had that (laughs) conversation this morning. And that was a very, very beautiful reminder for me. Oh, Bob, I want to be respectful of time. Uh, I'm, I knew and I said yes to this because I was like, I'm just going to have him on 10 times because I'm going to make everybody love him so much. So everybody listening to this, we need to go bombard Bob with all the love and feedback from the show as possible on all the socials. Uh, the best website to find him on is Berg.com. It's B-U-R-G, right? Right. Berg.com. Yeah. You can check the Go-Giver. You can see all their stuff. They have the Go-Giver Academy. He has the podcast. He has the book. But go share your biggest takeaway with him. Let him know. And then really kind of coerce him. Be like, hey, we want you again. And we can get him back on the show. I'll hit up his assistant. Any, 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 anytime. Anytime. Yeah, You're I, awesome. I, from the bottom of my heart, Bob, just wanted to say thank you for two reasons. Number one, for sharing your gift of time with us today. And number two, uh, for being willing to do the work that you do to lead from the front, to write a book and the principles like that, and to constantly be a lighthouse for people because it makes a difference. And even on the days like this morning, full disclosure, I cried on my way to work. My wife and kids are out of town. It's been a rough couple of years. And I literally looked at it. I was like, I'm interviewing Bob today. And I was like, way to plug me back into like what matters. And I was like, I'm going to get off this. I'm going to go serve. I'm going to get back into it. And so I just wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart because I don't know if you will ever fully understand the distance that your ripple has traveled, but it has. And so from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say thank you. 
Wow. Thank you. you just made my day. Thank you so much. Of course, what my friend. Honor. Anytime you have my number, you call me, I will drop you notes and confidants and thanks and anything across the board. So thank you for being here. We did it. We're on time. I'm a minute over. I want to stop now. So for everybody listening, thank you for listening to another episode of the Mind of George. So go check out Bob, uh, get the go-giver, go to berg.com. And like I said, if you need a link to it, if you need help finding it, shoot me a message on Instagram and we will help you. Bob, thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. All right, everybody else, you know what it's time to do. It's time for me to stop bumping my ridiculous gums, and it's time for you to listen to the outro. So remember that relationships will always beat algorithms, and I will either see you in the next episode or you will hear me in your earballs. But either way, have a blessed day and go serve some people's faces off. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Mind of George Show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and, quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five-minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite-only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.